was playing a, sh- a show this weekend, and uh, just to add a little song to uh, to the show, we learned "Kitty" by Presidents of the United States of America, mm-hmm. and uh, so I had the audience do the, the meow. meow. <laughs> I showed them where it went, and then it was just like, "That's your job to do the meows." And they did it. They did it. That's so fun. They did it the whole the whole song. It was good. <laughs> Some old guy came up to me afterwards and he was like, "If you ask me to meow, by God, I'm gonna meow." <laughs> and I was like, "Monica, what are you doing here?" <laughs> I'm an old man now. <laughs> Rip off that old man costume. It's like Monica. <laughs> yeah, you would have been. You'd have been right up front meowing along. You'd be like, or you'd have been back going, "That's my thing." No, the more the meowing. I got it. <laughs> Let's get trivial, trivial. I wanna get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Let's get trivial, trivial. I wanna get trivial. Hey everybody, welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Hey Monica. Hi Paul. What's happening? I had um, mimosas this morning. Oh, I didn't have any margaritas this morning, so it's going to be on <laughs> you this time. Oh, that's lovely. We got We still got to figure out, I come over early, we do the brunch thing, we come back and have a, maybe that needs to be one of our first of the month. So if we play a little soused, it's it's okay. <laughs> Go have brunch and then come back right. and play Trivial Pursuit. I think so. That sounds great. Because then we don't have to prep anything either. We can just like roll in here, a couple <laughs> Bloody Marys in, and just go. Yum. Is the mimosa is the mimosa your brunch cocktail of choice? Um, honestly, I like Bloody Marys too. Yeah. Um, Bloody Mary is more like. An appetizer, kind of, you know, like a meal. That's what I like about it. It's like like while you're waiting for your omelet or French toast or whatever else you get, you get a little snack. Yeah. A couple olives, a little celery stock, stuff that's healthy for you anyway. The best is when they put a shrimp on there. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we've had this discussion before. I feel like we could have it every day and I wouldn't care. (laughs) Uh, well, uh, a few things to talk about before we get started. First of all, Monica's back to quiz hosting everybody. She uh, she got back into it. Yay, I did it. Yeah. And uh, she'll be back this week and then she'll have a week off. Is it next week you have a week off? The yes. 17th? Yeah. And Vivian I'm will be back for that. on vacation. Yeah. And as much deserved. And this is your vacation to? Denver. The Mile High City. I've never been there. It's it's high up. Yeah. Exactly and I already have trouble with like hills and walking, breathing heavy like I'm old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be worse. It is a real... I've only been there, well, I've been there twice. No, just once. And uh, it's a real thing. It's a real thing, that that altitude business. It it can mess you up at first. Your body gets used to it. Okay. Yeah. I'll um, just let it adjust. Let it adjust. Are you there for like a week? A week. Nice. You'll have time. But yeah, that first day walking around outside, it's noticeable. It's like, oh, 
This Even is if dinner. it doesn't happen, I might use it as an excuse to just lay around. You know what? The altitude. A lay. I love a lay Radiation around. Treatment. I love a lay, ar- lay around <laughs> vacation. I need a vacation from my irradiation. Well, the fun thing about this is, um, my stepmom got like an Airbnb house. Like a nice. big house for all of us to stay in. That's so much nicer. And she wants it to be like everybody can do what they want. And like if they don't want to do something, they don't have to. And nice. not have like one of those family vacations that's very pressured. Like everybody has to do everything together. I right. don't like that kind of you're, thing. You're in a major city. You can get to wherever you need to go. You don't have to go on a tour. I mean, anything you want to do is taxi, Uber, whatever. You don't. You can just kind of play it by ear. Yeah. And if you need a day to just like lay down and just do nothing, I mean, that's one of my favorite vacation things to do. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite life things to do. <laughs> your life is your vacation. Although I've been doing quite a bit of that. Yeah. Well, now you're back to it and... Uh, and murder faces and, here. And murder faces is murder faces just loving being out here nowadays. <laughs> loving it. You're so cute. I think I can hear her purring from here. A little there it is. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Uh, let's just run that purr like we should just have purr tone running through the entire podcast. Maybe it'll drown out the airplanes that are going back and forth out there. Here, let's record some. Oh purrs. yeah, let's oh yeah. Stand by for purr. We're talking with Murderface. Murderface, how's it going today? Oh, sure, sure. So, uh, so, so, you liking this weather change we're having here? Oh, oh. she's gonna wiggle. No meows for us today. <laughs> no meowing at all. All right, fine. Oh God, you're fat. Uh, what else can we talk about? Oh, uh, we got a new place coming up. Uh, it is called Larry's Tavern. I learned the you name of it. You got the name. Yeah, I I talked to the the owner and it's like, you know what? I forgot to ask you, and you forgot to tell me the name of your place. It's called Larry's Tavern. It's up on California Avenue, uh, in the Junction. Um, we'll have address and all that sort of stuff on the website coming up. That starts September twenty fifth. It's going to be on a Wednesday night. Uh, and Alex is going to be the host there. Seven thirty start. Free to play. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a Wednesday quiz up in West Seattle, there's no, uh, no finer place to be. I'm going to go check out the place, uh, this week and, uh, yeah, should be fun. Adding another place to the tournaments, mm-hmm. it's going to be, going to be even more of a dog fight next tournament time. Oh, and speaking of which I haven't gotten any of the photos or the tournament stuff up on the website. I apologize. I will do that this weekend. I swear to you. <laughs> and uh, next uh, Monday, so Sunday, I won't be able to record next Sunday. I didn't I haven't told you this yet. Oh. Next Sunday, I can't record. I'm actually going to go watch a podcast being recorded. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What we a got cheater. <laughs> I got tickets to go see uh, How Did This Get Made. Uh, uh, they're doing a live show at the Moor. That's exciting. Yeah, so we won't be able to record. But that means next Monday we will drop the audio. I kind of fixed as much as I could on the audio on the tournament finals. So if you've been waiting to hear that, 
uh, tournament finals. You will get to hear it next Monday. So that's that. I think that's everything. Do you have anything else? No. All right, good. Then let's get to it. Now it is time for the lightning round. We had a lightning round last night. A true lightning round. Yeah. We sh- it was too bad we couldn't record our lightning round during a lightning storm and have like real thunder in the background. That would have been pretty sweet. <laughs> been pretty cool. And then we would have been struck by lightning. Yeah, that would not have been good. Uh, speaking of being struck by lightning, you're about to be struck by the lightning round where uh, Monica and I take our own sweet time <laughs> answering five questions. <laughs> this should be called the old, the old sweet time round. And it have a little banjo playing in the background. Blink, blink, a dink, blink, a ding, yes. ding. The name is sarcastic. <laughs> it's like a little John in the Robin Hood. I almost said a little red Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to ask her five questions on one subject. She's going to turn around and do the same to me on a different subject, and then we're going to see who got the most answers right. Uh, what is your subject for me this week? Scary animals. Oh, no. Gulp? Uh, mine is on the number 99, since this uh, drops on September 9th. Did you decide that before or after I picked the audio round? It was before. Weird. It didn't. I didn't put it together until. In fact, I just kind of put it together now. That there's <laughs> another number round. Spoilers for the end of this podcast. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first or second? I'm gonna go second. All right. Here we go with today's lightning round. Question number one in the 99 uh, category. What inventor is credited with the saying, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration? Is that Edison? That is Edison. Ring it up. Well done. That was lightning fast. See? See? <laughs> Sometimes we do. Um, Number one for you... I feel like I might have asked this question before. I really hope so. True or false, there are no snakes on New Zealand. Oh boy, I think you have asked that question before. And 50-50 means I'm going to fail. There are no, true or false, there are no snakes in New Zealand. That's the question. Hmm. I just want to make sure that what my uh, negative positive thing is there. Okay. I am going to say, oh, true. Good. <laughs> Good. That was not the lightning part of our uh, I think our you got it right last time, too. Oh, good. I'm just going to remember now, that next one. time I ask the same fucking question over and over, God, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. I've done that way too many times. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like I know a fact. Like, yeah. I have to, like, oh, there's a question because yeah. I know a fact. Well, you know, I have a whole database of every question that I've ever answered or ever asked in the quiz. I have a database, every question I've asked. And uh, 
I'll, I'll think of something and go, oh my God, that'd be a great question. And they'll be like, just check the database how many times I've asked this. Oh, seven. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> that needs to be retired. Maybe for like another two, two or three years. Until you forget it Yeah, again. until I notice that there's a turnover of people playing and it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, question number two for you. 99 is the only number retired by the National Hockey League. 1999 is also the year the player who wore 99 retired. Who is this legendary player? Um, is it Gretzky? It is Wayne Gretzky. I am surprised he is the only jersey retired. He's the only one? Only one. You that would think like surprising. your Gordy your Gordy Howe, your Bobby Orr, all these other like legendary players would have at least one of them, another one would have it retired. Yeah. I'm sure maybe like teams have them retired, but he's the only one that the league itself oh, has retired. Interesting. And that's going to start up here pretty soon, hockey hockey season. It is. Yeah. Actually, we might see a preseason game when we're in Denver. Oh, fun. Fun. With the uh, Canadians? No. Oh, that's too bad. They're playing. There's two games we could choose from. One of them is the Golden Knights. And the other one's the wild. The wild. Mm -hmm. That's how you say it. Wow. <laughs> Question number two. What type of animal bit Stephen King's Cujo to give the dog rabies? Oh, was it a bat? Yes, it was. Oh. The worst animal ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whenever you make a face like that, I know it's the bat. I didn't make a face. Well, they they don't know that on the on the podcast. Did I make a face? No, you didn't. Oh. <laughs> Question number three for you. Uh, the 99s is an organization of female pilots, and they give an annual scholarship named after what famed aviator? Uh, Amelia Earhart. That is correct. Well done. Actually, there's an episode called the 99s of... Um, Star Trek Voyager. Oh. And they find Amelia Earhart. Oh, really? She was abducted by aliens. That's funny. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's Along great. with 98 other people. Oh, well, yeah, you would think. But most of them are dead. Oh. It's a moment of silence for the 98. <laughs> <laughs> um, my turn? Yeah. Number three, during what season does the Discovery Channel air Shark Week? Ooh. Well, okay. I think it's summer. It is summer. And the reason is, is that almost every Shark Week, somebody asks me to do a round on sharks. So I have like a couple of different shark rounds that I can kind of mix and match and then add a few extra questions too so and it always seems to be around the tournament time in the summer somebody wants to do a shark thing so yeah. otherwise i don't really do you watch the shark week stuff no i don't really have tv channels like oh yeah that. yeah i'm more of a streamer she's more yeah you're one of those uh millennial streamer people <laughs> i understand well cable is expensive yeah it is not quite as expensive as all the streaming services <laughs> but that's what x's are for that is <laughs> <laughs> all right question number four 
Before starring on the TV show Taxi, what stand-up comedian would annoy audiences by performing the entire song, 99 Bottles of Beer? Oh my god. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman is correct. The whole song? So yeah, so he was known as kind of an annoyance comedian back in those days and like he's like an annoying prankster he would he would do things like he would sit down on a stool and pull out a tale of two cities and start reading it and then if somebody made noise in the audience he would look at them turn back to the first page and start reading it again from the beginning and he would do that until exactly he'd do that until he would just end up and the 99 bottles of beer was the same way it's like you're, you're like oh my god he's really gonna do the whole thing Like, he might be the only person in history who's ever done the whole song. Yeah. Because if you've ever been on a road trip where someone starts doing that, at around the 89th bottle, you're like, okay, okay, let's turn on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. He was only funny to himself, I think. Himself and Jim Carrey. I I liked his Mighty Mouse impression. Yeah, because that that was very funny. Funny and like and slightly entertaining Mm -hmm. not like reading a book yeah it wasn't like reading a book that's very true Uh, I would if he was around when I was an adult I would have hated him Mm. like what is this guy doing get out of here I think you're so cute (laughs) You're, you're very bitter about this I did not know these, when did these he die? Andy Kaufman hatred runs so deep in you. Was it in the 80s? It was in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. So, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> God. No, that's terrible. That is just like a, a, a person who just went through cancer recovery. <laughs> just like a guy who died from cancer. It's like, what's, wrong? what's your deal, pal? <laughs> Some of us can handle it. Yeah. Man, barely. And also, rough. not funny. I know. I'm sorry, Mr. Kaufman. I didn't mean it. Yes. Monica does not uh, express the views of, <laughs> Quiz of, of, of Quizfix or this podcast. Oh, what number am I on? Who knows? Four. Lightning fast. Thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first word of the question. Thinking. <laughs> Thinking it to be the fossil of a giant human. In what century did Robert Plott unknowingly discover the first dinosaur bone? Oh, century. Century. Mm. Oh, the first dinosaur bone. Thought it was a human. Oh, I'm going to say 19th century. No. Was it the 20th? No. It was way back then. It was the 17th wow. century. In 1677. Wow. And then it took over a hundred years for someone else to discover another bone. Yeah. And figure out that it was like a new creature, not a human or something. They called it a megalosaurus. Sure. And that was the first word for dinosaur. And then later somebody else called it a dinosaur. Oh, I love all this. I love all this. I think it was even like the same type of bone that they both found. Crazy. That's fascinating. Um, so fascinating. I forgot where it was. Oh, here you are. Uh, question number. One? This is the last one for you? Yes. All right. 
uh, then this is for two points. Ooh. What two rappers, the first in 1993, the second in 2004, have released singles titled 99 Problems? Um, is that Jay-Z? Jay-Z did the second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 93. Yeah, and this is, he based, Jay-Z based his version off this original version. Uh, and then it kind of diverges from there. Um, I don't know. Is it Dr. Dre? That's as good a guess as any. Uh, it was Ice-T. Ice-T. Okay. Give yourself a, a ding-dong for the for that <laughs> one. And I'll give myself an oh-no for the uh, wrong answer. <laughs> Number five for you. All right. What 2002 movie was originally titled Iraq Attack, A-R-A-C, but was changed to an ad-libbed line from the movie after the Iraq War began? What year is this? 2002. Scary Animals. Iraq attack. And it was spelled A R A C? Yeah. Is that that um eight legged freaks? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was like, okay. Arachnophobia was like in the eighties or the nineties somewhere in the nineties maybe. So that was the only other mm-hmm. spider movie. Have you seen that movie? Um, kind of. It yeah, was kind of an on in the background kind of movie. Because I think the guy says it like uh, they say snakes on a plane. He's like, I'm getting, I gotta kill all these eight legged freaks. Yeah, it's something like leave us alone, you eight legged freaks, something <laughs> like that. And it was a uh, David Arquette. All right. And he ad libbed that line, and then they ended up naming the movie that I'm, later. I bet he because was, I the bet Iraq he just, War just started. I bet he was just bragging about that the whole time. Like, yeah, I <laughs> named this movie. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, how'd we do? You got four, I got five. Well done. You basically ran the table, just didn't get the bonus question on the last one, so Mm -hmm. well done. All right, everybody, that is your lightning round. I get a bing bong every time I uh, say lightning round after the the lightning rounds. It's very exciting. It counts personally that I did something right. It's always nice. It is now time for game prep. <laughs> you, just, you, just cast a, you just cast a little fainting spell on Murderface, and it worked. Her eyes are open, but she sees not. It's becoming a tradition now to take a picture of at least one of your cats while we record. <laughs> so this will be, here, put your hands over it like you're doing the casting spell again. Boom. Yep, it worked. It's so fluffy. Monica just cast a spell on Murderface, and now Murderface is lying down. Wouldn't be lying down otherwise. Nope. And by the way, Puka, nowhere to be found. What's the, what the hell, Pooks? Oh, she's afraid of those balloons. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. 
If she's out here and you touch the string, well, she runs away. Maybe she thinks they're like like jellyfish or something like that, hanging on the ceiling, just like. Blah, 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 we'll yeah, because Puka little... knows what a jellyfish is. Well, if she doesn't know, she better ask somebody. <laughs> uh, this is the portion of hey, the podcast. I could put a jellyfish in my scary animals round. Oh, you could. Yeah, let's go back. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is the point where we uh, talk about some things that happened in history this week that uh, might end up on your pub quizzes out there in pub quiz land. Here we go. September 9th, 1956. Elvis Presley makes his first appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show. The show's host was not a fan of Elvis or of rock and or roll. But <laughs> after Presley's appearance on rival Steve Allen's show killed in the ratings, Sullivan signed Elvis to a three-appearance deal. For the first appearance, neither Sullivan nor Elvis appeared in New York to tape the show. Due to injury suffered in a car crash, Sullivan had a substitute host, and Elvis performed his songs in a studio in Hollywood where he was filming his movie debut, Love Me Tender. Elvis performed four songs. Don't be cruel. Hound Dog. The Little Richard song, Ready Teddy. Ready Teddy. I don't know what that one is. <laughs> Me neither. I think it's about lingerie. Yeah. And Love Me Tender. Love Me Tender. Love Me Tender. A song that no one had heard yet. Yeah. Some radio DJs recorded the audio of his performance of Love Me Tender and played the unreleased song on the radio the next day. Record stores immediately ordered the 45 of Love Me Tender, which became the first record to pre-sell a million copies before it was released. Yeah, that many people was like, we have to have that song. So it already went gold before they even put the record out. Wow. Yeah. I love the idea that, because I used to do this, like hold the a cassette recorder yep, up to the radio and too. play it. That's great that you're we're in that that's <laughs> a, that is like a subset of our generations that yeah, we had to do that at some like point. Shit. Oh yeah, but if you <laughs> if you had to have it, that was the only way to do it. I love the idea that then they played that on a radio. But I guess that was mostly like AM radios back then, so it probably sounded like crap anyway. You had to like wait for them to play it too. Yeah. You're like I want to record this song. Yeah. But you have to wait for them to do it. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember sitting by radios for a long, long time. It's like, play that song. Or like, maybe even like every once in a while, we're calling the radio station requesting it just so I could record it. (laughs) Maybe I did that a few times. This song goes out to Paul. Thank you. Who is pirating music. Here it comes. Contrary to popular belief, Sullivan did not order his camera operators to shoot Elvis from the waist up. Eliminating shots of his gyrating hips. Clutching pearls. That order didn't happen until his third appearance on The Sullivan Show and was most likely a publicity stunt set up by Elvis's notorious manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. So that, you know, people were still... They, there were There were times in that first appearance where the camera operators would cut away from the hips... But then, like, it would show him from the waist up, and you'd hear all these girls screaming. So then they would go to a wide shot, and then you could see what they were screaming about, which is him. I mean, it's so ridiculous now. <laughs> it's so, it just even like, think of, oh, the hips. The hips were the problem. 
Well, it's also kind of like you think about like TV is mostly close-ups. Yeah. Like you don't see full body images. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm glad they showed what the girls were screaming about. Sure. You got to know. You got to know what those hips can do. What are they screaming about? (laughs) Oh. Oh, I still don't get it. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Let me lie down on my fainting couch right next to Murder Face. Oh, look at how Murder Face is playing dead. She looks dead. <laughs> September 10th, 1960. Happy birthday, Allison Bechtel. Happy birthday. Her comic strip, Dykes to Watch Out For, introduced the Bechtel Test. For a movie to pass the Bechdel test, it must have one, two women in it, at least. Two, those women have to have a conversation. And three, the conversation can't be about a man. Movies from this year that have passed the Bechdel test include Aladdin, Avengers Endgame, and Toy Story 4. Movies from this year that failed the test, John Wick 3, Spider-Man Far From Home, and a romantic comedy called Isn't It Romantic? (laughs) That's you know to to say John Wick three didn't pass that test. Yeah, hardly anybody spoke in that movie. I have not seen it yet, but uh, there is very little conversation in that movie. Sure. It is mostly just people being murdered. Sure, over and over again. Yeah, and I don't know except for Halle Berry if there is a if she ever talks to another woman in that. She talks to dogs. Okay, maybe one of them was a female dog. We don't know. And were they talking about John Wick and how cute he was? <laughs> no, what, they were talking about murdering what people. Is, okay, that's that's that sounds right. Um, yeah, I saw that movie in the theater be, mostly because, um, well, I wanted comfy seats. Oh, yeah. So we went to this theater that's like... The most amazing, like, leather recliners. They go, like, back all the way. Oh, I love that. And it's, like, electric controlled. So, like, you can put the feet up. You can put the head back. It's, like, amazing. Mm -hmm. And watch that movie, and it's just murdering, murdering, murdering. Like, constant. Everyone's being shot. So relaxing. He he uses, like, a horse as a murdering device. (laughs) Of course he does. <laughs> he like smacks it and gets it to kick this guy in the head and murder him. It was amazing. <laughs> and I'm like so relaxed. Murder, murder, murder. Oh, so comfy and relaxed. Yeah. And then when the movie was over, we noticed that the two women that were sitting near us, they were like over 80 years old. Like two little old ladies that came and watched John Wick murder like yeah. thousands of people. <laughs> and they loved it. Sure. <laughs> but you, I liked the movie. You might be one of those little old ladies one of these days. You'd be like, this is cool. <laughs> this is fine. Bechdel's graphic novel memoir, Fun Home, was made into a Broadway musical of the same name, winning five Tony Awards, including Best Musical in 2015. Yeah, it all takes place in a funeral home, I believe. Wouldn't it be funny if it didn't pass the Bechdel test? (laughs) 
That would be funny. It's just a bunch of men talking. Yeah, it's like there's like one woman in it and it's all just men. It's, we live in a fun home. It's a fun home. It's a fun home. Boom, boom, boom. That's not in the musical. Uh, it should have been. It should have been. Damn, so, that was Tony worthy. <laughs> Ooh, that makes me feel good. <laughs> September 11th, 1970. Ford introduces the Pinto, their first attempt at making a subcompact car to compete with the small cars from VW and Toyota. Initial reviews on the little carefree car, as Ford advertised it, were bad enough, but it got worse when it was discovered that rear-end collisions could cause the Pinto to explode. My grandma had a Pinto. This was the car that I learned how to drive on. Yeah. was a Pinto. Well, it was a Mercury Bobcat, but it was essentially the same car. Mm. White with red plaid interior. Yes, that's what my grandma's was. Cheers to grandma. I liked it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it got me around my senior year. An internal Ford memo titled, Fatalities Associated with Crash-Induced Fuel Leakage and Fires. <laughs> <laughs> that's a page turner right there. <laughs> That's like the uh, <laughs> Bin Laden. What was the memo? Yeah, it's like a Bin Laden uh, uh, determined. determined to strike U.S. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a reason we're doing this on this date. Yeah. Never forget Shit. what happened with the Pintos. Uh, so that memo was leaked to the public in 1977. The memo was dubbed the Pinto Memo was a cost-based analysis of repairing the Pinto's problems versus the safety of its customers. The memo included that it was cheaper to deal with the lawsuits than to fix the Pinto's issues. This led to Ford recalling 1.5 million cars in 1978, the largest automotive recall at the time. Yeah. That's like a Fight Club thing. Yeah. You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they basically was like, well, it'll cost $50 million in lawsuits, but it'll cost $125 million to repair everything. So it's cheaper to deal with the lawsuits. That is crazy. So yeah. you think if that memo was never leaked, they just would have oh, yeah. oh, crushed yeah. it under? Well, and then after after they did the recall, they closed down the Pinto shop and they didn't make any more of those. How are they still even a company? What, Ford? Yes. Ford will always be a company. They will keep that baby going forever and ever. Amen. I feel like if something like that happened, everybody would. I guess they didn't have the internet to get really upset. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. If they had the it internet. It would be a real big boycott if they were like, they didn't care about people's lives at all. Yeah. It was completely a bottom line thing. Now, they argued, of course, that other models of cars had the same problem but the difference was that there wasn't a memo that came from the company that said eh we can deal with the dead families suing us <laughs> yeah. but we can't fix it so uh so fine capitalism at its best hooray <laughs> i like your hooray question <laughs> all right september 12th Happy National Video Games Day. Happy birthday, video games. You guys were playing video games as I came in. Yes, we were. Yeah. Here's some video game facts you need to know. We'll, uh, we'll alternate these. First video game, 1958's 
Tennis for Two. Aw. Created by American physicist William Higginbotham. I'll take that. And played on an analog computer with an oscilloscope display. Computer versions of checkers and tic-tac-toe had existed before this, but Tennis for Two was the first two-player game. Yeah, the other ones you had to play the computer. Mm. Uh, the first home game console was the Magnavox Odyssey, released in 1972. Like Tennis for Two, Odyssey's games were graphically simple. Only three small white squares on the screen and no sound. Players would use overlays, plastic sheets attached to the TV screen by static cling, to create visuals for the game. Oh my god! So yeah, if you're playing <laughs> if you're playing the skiing game, you'd put this thing on your TV that would cling to it, and it would be like a ski slope. Uh, yeah. Wow. It also came with like dice and a board, and it was basically like a board game too. You could do like other kind of things integrated with that. It was like a whole entertainment thing. That is so crazy how much video games have developed. Yeah. In not that much time. Not that much time. They haven't been around that long, especially commercially. First arcade video game, 1971's Computer Space. These all have amazing names. (laughs) I think we've talked about Computer Space at some point. A stand-up version of a 1960s computer game called Space War. Computer space was installed in 1,500 bars in the U.S. Now, from what I read, it was a kind of a difficult game and wasn't really conducive to drunk patrons, like, using it. Oh, they couldn't get very far. Yeah, no. Uh, First successful arcade video game was next year, 1972's Pong. Here's another version of Tennis for Two. Both Pong and Computer Space were created by Noel Bushnell, the founder of Atari. So mm. he was he was early in the game. First real people depicted in a video game, the band Journey, <laughs> whose photographs were digitized and put into the 1983 game Journey, in which players reunite band members with their instruments. I'm going to put my hand up here. I remember playing this game in really? the arcade. In the arcade, and it had a loop of the song Separate Ways. The uh, uh, one night will remind you how it just like played on a loop. I learned today that it was just a cassette loop in the back of the machine, and they just kept on repeating the song over and over again. Oh my god! But yeah, so then you like you like got past the security and you steal the instruments, but then you're just stealing the instrument to get it back to the guys in Journey. And, of course, for the singer, it was just a microphone. You're stealing uh, it from them? Yeah, you're stealing it. Like, like you have to get past <laughs> security, get backstage, steal the in- instruments. This is all from memory now. And then, like, find the match it with the musician and find the musician and give it back to him. <laughs> it wasn't successful, and it was actually a pretty bad game. But I, I, that was the first one where they what they call um, uh, digitized sprites. Which is when you take the actual visual, uh, an actual picture of the person and put it into the game. Oh. Yeah, it was the first one to do that. Uh, and then, finally, the five arcade games that have grossed over $1 billion. That's a lot of quarters, everybody. Space Invaders. Pac-Man. Street Fighter 2. NBA Jam. 
and Defender. Hmm. Those are the big five. I've I wasn't a Street Fighter guy. I wonder why it's just two. Is that the best one? And the, the yeah, the, the first it's kind of like the first Mario Brothers is pretty rudimentary, and then you get to Super Mario Brothers, and it's up a notch. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, I've, if I remember correctly, the first Street Fighter was kind of rudimentary, and Street Fighter Two was really like that first like good smash 'em up, uh, beat each other up games that you could play with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't play that one a lot, but I played all the rest of them. I was loved NBA Jam. Played a lot of NBA Jam. I tend What's to, Defender? Defender is a. It's kind of like um, you're you're in a little plane and you're shooting down uh, uh, spaceships, but instead of the Space Invaders model, which is like they're coming down at you from the top, this was the first one where it was like it was side scrolling, so you could get more. You could go places and then come back to places and. It was a, it was a good game. Well, I hope so. It grossed over a billion That's, dollars. That is that, that I remember going to the arcade with a big a pocket full of quarters. Oh my god! Uh, or like a five dollar bill when my mom was shopping. You're not you're not from the arcade. Generation. There was an arcade in the mall. Sure. They I always liked more like ski ball type stuff. Yeah. But there was Mortal Kombat game that sure. I found pretty interesting. Yeah. If you had to pick one arcade type video game that you played that you really liked, would it be the Mortal Kombat? No. It would probably be the Simpsons game. Oh, that's a good one. It's like Marge hitting people with a vacuum cleaner. I just really enjoyed that. They have that one across the street from the 907. Did they, they really? Oh, I forgot these days, about that place. One of these days, we come down and we'll go across the street to the 8-bit. And we'll play and the play, Simpsons? Play the Simpsons game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was your game prep. All right, everybody, it's time for the audio challenge. Challenge. We're challenging the audio things. We're musically challenged. Ugh. This audio round is about numbers. Thank you. Thank you. There's numbers in the titles. There are numbers in the titles. Uh, we couldn't remember if we have ever done this one before, but we're doing it now. So that's it. Yeah, uh, like it or not, it's happening. Did you have a strategy? Nope. I had a strategy. You like a theme? I have a theme. Ooh. Uh, I'll give you, well, I won't give you a bonus point because I think you'll figure out the theme pretty easily. But (laughs) uh, there is a theme to mine. All right. Do you want to go first or second? I'm going to go first. All right. Here we go. Numbers in the titles. Play along at home. Here we go. We can achieve it. We can achieve it. Is the night when to become one? I need a little love. Uh, <laughs> that is the Spice Girls to become one. That's right. My favorite verse is the is the um, the wear a condom verse at the end of it. Uh, it's like what do they say? It's like you gotta be a little wiser, baby. 
put it on, put it on, because tonight. I always love that. It's like, oh, that's the 90s right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like making this round and listening to this song, and I'm like, man, I was like a kid singing this song, and it is quite sexual. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Two become one. I yeah, didn't even yeah. realize it. <laughs> You're just like little young Monica going, I need a little love. <laughs> I want to make love to you, baby. I'm like, nine. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, here's your first song. Is it like something for you? Yes. Tumble for you. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you're so close. Tumble for you. That's the one. I'll tumble for you. Do okay. you have a artist? I don't, but I'm gonna guess. Sure. Um George Michael. You're so close. Wham? It, the singer <laughs> the singer in the band is Boy George. That is the culture club. Oh you're okay. right there. Right there, but I'm going to give you, I'll tumble for you, because that's not easy. (laughs) That is not easy at all. Well done. All right, number two. Oh, wow. I have a better chance of naming the sample (laughs) in fact i'll just name the sample right now so i'm right about something that's um that is soul bossa nova by quincy jones that's Um, the science and the austin yeah exactly exactly um but i think you might be able to guess the artist oh boy i was trying to think of who that sounded like it was kind of an aggressive. I was the first. My first thought was Nas, but it sounds really aggressive for Nas. So I'm going to say, oh boy, is it ludicrous? Yes. Okay. And the song is called. Oh, it has a two in it. I'm just going to tell you right now, it does not have a two. Okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the title. It's called Number One Spot. Okay. Cool. It's about how he's gonna steal the other rapper's number one spot. Oh, ludicrous! You you live up to your name. I don't think he did though. <laughs> I don't think he did either. Uh, you know, he's all just acting in Fast and Furious movies. Mm. All right, here we go with your second song. Now, because of the other song, um, <laughs> the Spice Girls song, now I had still have a vision of you, young young Monica. Oh, you're probably a little older at this point, but singing along to that song too. Yeah, this is more like high school. Okay, okay. So. Well, then that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I at least knew what the words meant. Sure. That is uh, Britney Spears. Yes. I'm a slave for you. That's right. Does she use the numbers? Is that what the theme is? The theme is people that use the numbers for words. For the words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always, I always work better with a the theme. 
God, you have to be constrained I know. by devices. I know it's it's the limitations that that bring out the the a, genius. It doesn't bring no. <laughs> Song number three. Song. All right. Well, that was Lady Gaga. The Lady Gaga. And is that called A Million Reasons? Yes. It's okay. just Million okay. Reasons. Cool. Good. That's the only Lady Gaga song that I knew, could think of that had a, a number in the title. So that worked out fine. Uh, all right. Here you go. Here is your next swarm. Song. Okay. Um, well, that was MC Hammer. Oh, was it? And that was a song called Too Legit to Quit. To quit. I know that song. <laughs> I guess I don't know that You remember part. the hand gestures? Too Legit to Quit. <laughs> the number two, the L, the number two, and then the slash around the throat. And then the pants, parachute, pants, <laughs> parachute, pants. Oh, more, well, the more pants, the more merrier. Oh, well, I've heard of that song. Okay. I guess I probably only know the chorus to yeah. it. Yeah, that's I wouldn't have known that from that section. <laughs> no, he's not because that's like one of two sections in the song the that he, he doesn't, doesn't say, say too legit, mm-hmm. too legit, or the background hey, singers hey. don't say. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey, hey. That's the one. That's the one. That was kind of an eighties thing. Oh yeah. Song number four. In a jar at home. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he does. That's Alice Cooper. And the song is I'm 18. Yes. I'm 18. I like Alice Cooper. I like Alice Cooper too. He's fine. He's fine. He's just fine. He's so fine. All right, here's your next one. Hey, (laughs) hey. Is that I will die for you? I will die for you. Or I would die for you. That's right. Um, is that Prince? That is Prince. He, he, I'm going to give him credit for starting, starting the whole uh, numbers, numbers where words should be. You think he was the first one to ever do that? Probably not the first one, but he did it a lot. Because so. he wasn't a very good speller. No, and he didn't. He was like, I don't need to spell. I'm a genius. <laughs> Have you was. seen me play the guitar? <laughs> Have you seen my purple suede? Yeah. Yeah. And we're oh like, God. sorry, God. <laughs> I love that. Um, 
Chappelle show sketch. Oh where yeah, he's playing basketball. basketball. <laughs> God, that is so funny. Well, and that's supposedly based on a true. Yeah, thing. he was a really good basketball player. It was Charlie Murphy's stories, right? About other celebrities, <laughs> did. he did like the Rick James one, oh based God. on the stories that Charlie Murphy said. Right. So that was like Charlie Murphy's story, like sh- shirts versus blouses. Yeah. <laughs> And like he was this amazing basketball player. You know, I could totally buy that he was. He's the uh, Because <laughs> I used to play pickup basketball, and you'd get these guys who were not very tall, but they could all handle the ball really well, and they had all learned how to shoot really well, so they could like get. And then it's like I was too slow and too big to to guard them. <laughs> they would just smoke me every time. God, I hate basketball. Oh, I'm sorry. And there was still the squeaking of the shoes was just Ugh. glorious. All right, here's your next one. It kind of already started. Wait, See. wait, it's my turn. It is? I just got Prince right now. Oh, oh right, right, right. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This Go is right your ahead. last song. Oh, this is my last one. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you know this. Well, not only that, I almost asked you a question about this song because it's called 99 and it's by Toto. Yeah. 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 I was very like, when you said my round is 99, I'm like, is he going to ask me a question that I know? (laughs) I was wondering. Yeah. I almost subbed that one in for the uh, Jay-Z question. What was your question going to be? Oh, it was going to be what band recorded 99, uh, their second hit. That was their second hit after uh, Hold the Line. That was a hit. That was a hit. Wow. That was on the radio. 99, I have waited so long. I don't get it. Is the is the person's name 99? So when I was younger, I thought, and I almost wrote this part of the question too, I thought it was about the Barbara Felton character from Get Smart to his Agent 99. Mm. And she's just called 99 pretty much through the whole TV show. And I thought that's what it was about. Turns out it's about the George Lucas movie THX 1138, where everybody, it's like a dystopian science fiction movie where everybody has a number mm-hmm. for a name and okay. love is outlawed and all that sort of stuff. Oh, so it's sort of a 1984 kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they based that on, I guess. But I still like the idea that it was about Barbara Feldon because she was, she was pretty hot. All right, well, now. That's your 99. <laughs> All right, now here's your last song. Mm. There's some rapping in there. Mm-hmm. Is it like salt and pepper? It's not salt and pepper. You're in the right era. Is it TLC? It is TLC. I don't know what the song is. Okay. It was like one, I think maybe their first hit. And it was called Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Mm. Yes. If you needed it in the morning or the middle of the night, I ain't too proud to beg. Another one you could have been singing around the house when you were a kid. true. (laughs) Also, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. And your mom's (laughs) like, oh, my God. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) All right. How'd we do? 
Well, do I get a point for DLC? I'll give you a point for TLC. All right. You got nine. Yeah, you I only didn't know, missed one. I didn't know. I didn't know the title of the ludicrous. And I got six. Sweet. Well done. Six twenty-nine. Oh, I. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. That's another one. You just like going around the house going six two nine six two nine. Your mom's like, "Oh, we're getting her into a convent." Hey, mom, sixty nine is my favorite number. <laughs> you know why? She's like, "No, don't, don't tell me." <laughs> uh, well, that was it for this. <laughs> this that very is racy, uh, very racy uh, podcast episode. Uh, before we go, tell people where you're hosting this week. Tuesday at Fitzgerald's in Ballard. That's just nice to hear you say that. It is nice. Uh, Monday, I'm at the Skylark. We're back tonight, Monday night. If you're listening to this on, on the day that it drops, we're back at the Skylark after taking last week off. Uh, I will be uh, at uh, the Tacoma Crown Bar on Tuesday. And uh, you can see Cat on Tuesday at the Black Zia Cantina. You can see also uh, Mookie on Tuesday at Murphy's in Wallingford. I will also be at the Berliner on Wednesday in Renton and at the local 907 in Renton on Thursdays and Jeff at Murphy's on Thursdays as well. Email us, quizfix at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. And our website is quizfix.net. On behalf of, of now comatose Murderface. <laughs> That's it for the uh, podcast. We'll talk at you next week. Bye. Let's get trivia, trivia.